Hey there. And tonight we are doing His House, a new Netflix film. Netflix who likes to raise their prices, apparently, as was pointed out to me earlier today. Um, <laughs> His House, a horror movie that I had not heard of. It came out a couple weeks ago, right around Halloween time. Just missed it, I suppose. And uh, we, you know, trying to fill out that 2020 schedule. Just needs oh, the wait, horror. Oh, wait, I thought I Googled it and I saw that it came out in January. Was that like a limited release? Or Sundance. Or on Netflix? It was on oh, Sundance. Okay. Yeah, it came out on Netflix on the 30th of October. So it's only been available wide for a few weeks. Um, but it's getting, it was getting, it's getting some good uh, critical buzz and the uh, trailer looked interesting. Uh, Do you know anything more about it going in, Nicole? Because I know we kind of picked this one out of a crowd no i know yeah i know we were looking for something to watch one day and stumbled across this and we both looked at each other and was like this is a jess movie so let's do this one <laughs> um just based on the trailer so you know i was interested to see this it's a interesting concept of a movie too yeah jess did you know anything about it going in or just uh the usual watch this and then you watch it <laughs> yeah just just the usual <laughs> <laughs> So his house, a refugee couple make a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. So if that sounds interesting to you, it is a horror-thriller thing. A pretty interesting concept type of horror movie that I have not seen tackled, so uh, worth worth talking about, worth watching. It's a scant 90 minutes, 93 to be exact. Uh, so if you have any interest and you're not... Uh, getting gouged by netflix's prices if you can hang on uh it's on netflix now go check it out before we spoil it we rate things here at films with women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the movie bowl and real uh, are the refugees we are following they are a couple fleeing uh, south sudan uh, they have a daughter with them, uh, Nyagak. i want to make sure i'm saying that as close to Did they call her naya naya okay Okay, Naya. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm doing my best. I, I don't. It's hard. I, uh, they cross the Mediterranean in a, a small, like aluminum boat that's crammed with other refugees, and there is an accident that we don't see. Uh, and we fast forward to a couple months in the future where they're at like a, whole, a refugee holding center in uh, England, uh, and they are given uh, like probational asylum so what that means is they can go live in a government sponsored house which is a complete shithole although it is bigger than everyone else's house apparently so whatever uh but it's a, it's horrible the walls are falling apart uh they get a very small amount of money that they can live on um there's a giant list of rules that they have to follow as well as you know dealing with their neighbors who are giving them looks because you know some people don't treat refugees with very much grace or kindness uh, so they have to adjust to living in in England. Uh, the the and man kind of in the ghetto. <laughs> well, that's what I said. It's the, they move into a, a trash, like a dilapidated house. Like it's a, it's um, it's, they don't give them a nice. Literally trash area. everywhere on the sidewalk, in the front yard, <laughs> it's like, like a couch on the lawn. Yeah, lot, yeah, more <laughs> furniture outside the house than inside the house. Um, but uh, but Bull is trying to adjust and uh, or have that yeah yeah bull is the one who's trying to adjust and like he's the one who really wants to like try to make a life out of it while real is a little more hesitant um and while they're adjusting they start to get weird shit going on in the house there's a lot of humming and a lot of creatures moving around in the shadows and uh it's it's a lot of like creepy 
people coming out of walls and coming out of corners that you don't see coming. And uh, Rialtha believes it's a witch, a uh, what, is, what is the word she uses, uh, a, a peth, a night witch, uh, which is comes, it's an evil spirit that inhabits a house of a person who has wrongfully stolen a from thief. another. A thief, yes. So when you're a thief and you steal something, uh, this night witch comes after you. Uh, and that is what she believes is happening. And the hallucinations and uh, this is it real? It's getting worse, and uh, all the while they're trying to keep up the facade so that they are not deported back to Sudan. Uh, and we're we also... trying to understand why he's a thief. Yes, why is why is Bull a thief? So uh, that is that's that's our good kickoff, uh, Jess. Since uh, I don't know what you think of this, what do you think of the plot? I think I finally have a movie that is going to be my top five. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured <laughs> when you actually. <laughs> there we go. That's what I figured. <laughs> no, I, I had no idea going into it. And when you briefly said oh, I was a horror movie, just be like it. I'm like, okay. But last time we did some horror movies, they were like what I call like the uh, fear net movies, which were like really shitty horror movies yeah. that, that have that like religious ending. And you're just like, oh my gosh. This one though, this is actually one that is credible that I would really enjoy. I liked it a lot. Just going into it from the beginning, and I, I knew that this was going to be a really fun watch. I do have a lot of questions. I was going to just Google it and try to figure it out myself, but I figured I'd let you guys explain to me at least <laughs> what you thought it meant or um, the interpretation of how it ended. But I thought it was a great movie. It was put together um, really well, and I, I think the visuals are the best, which um, I'll talk about more in that section. Yeah, uh, Nicole, do you agree? I do. I think that the plot itself is really interesting. Um, having this refugee family that just went through, you know, terrible heartbreak of their daughter dying on the way to try to save her, um, you know, trying to now start a normal life and seeing, like, I can't speak for how true this is to uh, like actual refugees in England, but I don't know if they were treated better or worse than what they actually are. Um, but the, what we what we're given to watch is really intense. Just knowing that these people need to start from scratch and they get like a little box of shit. Oh, here you go. This is your start pack. It's like sponges <laughs> and like a shirt. I'm like, what the fuck? So. <laughs> You know, setting the story up itself is really good. You know, we're, we're learning about their culture um, when it gets to the part of, of the Night Witch and all that type of stuff. So, you know, a little bit later on, they, they have to make a decision of if they want to go back or not, which is fucking insane. You know, you, you, left, you left your country because of how terrible it was. And, you know, the things that are happening in the movie are causing them to want to return uh, really says something for what's happening. So I think it was really interesting. A lot of stuff that we're going to talk about in terms of what it all means. So am I giving this a number? Am I talking about that already? Yeah, we're numbers uh, like we do. Did Jess like it or whatever? Oh, I might have I, forgot. No. Yeah, I, I think I forgot. I am going to give it a four or five. Sorry. <laughs> and Nicole. <laughs> um, I'll give it I'll give it a four. Yeah, I think I'm also at like a four. Um, super major points for uniqueness in a horror movie because I I said that in a couple ones earlier this year. Like, it's it's such a genre where like all the tropes are played out. Um, and I don't know if I've seen a refugee horror movie. This is a uh, unique. 
it's something I have not come across yet. Usually when it's a movie about refugees, it's like a drama or maybe like an action movie. What was that one we watched, Nicole, last year for the show? Red, Red Sea Diving Resort? Like, when I think oh, of a... I don't remember that. It's not good. But, like, when I think of, like, a, like a, <laughs> a refugee movie, I think of I think of something kind of, like, like, a mixed, stodgy drama. This is, like... It's a genre film. It's a, it's, it's like specific... pump, pumped in sadness and all. Yeah, you know? yeah, and the music crescendos at the points, and like there's usually like a white savior kind of thing going on, and it's just I've seen all that before. This I haven't seen this this twist, and it's a nice blend of the refugee a refugee story as well as a haunted house movie. Um, the parts that I like more are the refugee parts, the haunted house stuff. You know, it's not my, usually my kind of thing. Where it's 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 got some jump scariness. I like that it all ties to our larger theme, so that's that's helpful. Um, but it's uh, and it takes a while until we get. I, I guess you call it the twist, like this couple of twists in here, but the big twist, the one where Nicole and I were going, oh, what, oh no, like for <laughs> for a couple of minutes, and and it it really made me pump this whole movie up quite a bit and really enjoy the ending. It's it's a good it's not perfect it's a, it's got some messiness in the middle uh, but I think it's super unique and uh, it's by the third act I think it pulls its all its thread threads together well uh, metaphor it's 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 a solid story uh, the characters we've got our couple as well as their daughter who we mostly see in flashbacks uh, Mark who is their guy who like comes and like uh, checks on them uh, they they when they have grievances they file it to him. He's you know just your your he's basic like part of like the, like the government. Yeah, he's like a officer. social worker suit kind yeah. of guy. Um, and then you have the the witches, or it's it's a witch, but there's more than one. Like, or there's like other things, and there's like zombies and apparitions and all these other crazy creatures. But that's all controlled by this witch character who we see a couple of different times in different forms. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the characters. What do you think of these characters, Nicole? Are you talking about the witch being the it's it's her, it's her daughter, right? Well, there's there's the daughter like apparition, but then there's also like the tall shadow figure, and then there's oh. literally the thing that attacks her or attacks him at the end, which they're all oh. kind of. I, I figure that's all one like creature, one apparition, but it's like, like shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like you, yeah, he's using like different forms to like fuck with them. Although but. I don't know, just because. I, when they show the, these like figures, um, there's a scene in here where he turns the lights on and all of them disappear except the daughter one. So I think she's different, but I think all the other ones need to be out in the darkness. Um, so I think that that daughter figure has something different. But anyway, I like the characters in this. I think that the 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 blend of one part of the couple really trying to fit into this lifestyle and the other person and um not wanting to be there and you know keeping with the culture and the, the spirits are haunting them for a reason we need to solve it you know try that that balance is imbalance rather is really interesting um i think i like rial better i think that she is kind of the star for me um in this she she's just so brave and yet so like scared and you can see that so i really feel for her and i i i feel once we get farther into it with the the twist um feel bad for her the most um what's the guy's name ball, ball he, uh, yeah. 
is an interesting character too. I, I really like how they made both of these characters. You know, he just wants to try to get over it, but obviously he can't because of this thing that he's done um just haunting him and the fact that it's continuing to haunt him and now causing like strife for his wife is like he's such a dickhead <laughs> um but I, I mean these two are really the stars of the, of the movie everything else really um adds to their characters and i like everything about this i like the interactions um so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a four also for the characters what do you think jess um, I, there's a few key things I like about, like, the characters as a whole. I like scary movies where all the characters see the same thing. Like, sometimes it gets frustrated when one sees a ghost oh, and the other one's point. like, there's no ghost here. Yeah. And it's, and they're just quarreling about that and you're just like, oh, this is a waste. Like, obviously mm. one's not going to believe the other. So, I like how they can both see the same thing. Their communication about it is, like, a little weary, but I, that's normal. And then at the end, they're like, can you see that too? They're like, yeah, I can see that. So they, they're both on the same page. And they also like, you know, despite their differences, they still kind of stay together. Like there are little disgruntles and everything, but that didn't really drive them apart. Um, I can't say which one I like the best because I completely understand both of their points of views. Like Bull was like, hey, we... You know, we fought to get here. We're finally here. We're going to live this life. We're going to get jobs. We can clean this place up. We can, like, finally do well for our lives. And he's just kind of trying to fight the ghosts and just make it work. And he even said, like, oh, these are pictures. It can't really affect me. And, I mean, he tried to his hardest, and that didn't work. But I understand his point of view entirely. I think I would even try to be more like that. I feel like going backwards would just be like, this was all for nothing. Um, but Rial was like, you know, let's listen to what they have to say. Living here is just destroying us. And, like, she, she's grieving her daughter differently than her husband has. And she is kind of like, you know, let's just listen to them. If we go back, like, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, so it, they painted both points of view really well because you really could be in that situation and just be like, gosh, how would I really handle this? I don't really have more much to say other than, like, they were both really brave and honest characters. There's nothing about them that I was like, I, I hate how he did that, or, like, that's selfish of them to do. Like, they, they were both honest, and uh, I liked the culture, too. Like, when Rial was in the um, room with all the women, and I liked seeing all their clothes and how they interacted and everything. Um, that's not something I've seen in movies either, so it, it was just a cool thing to see. So I'm also going to give this a four or five. Yeah, I I find myself with Ball more in the beginning, and then by the end, I kind of come and I think they're both they both have valid points, and they're both pretty three dimensional uh, characters. Um, and you know, like I I feel Ball because he's like he's trying to do the you know the the dream of their lives were taken away in their home country that can start fresh here, and this is a, an opportunity, and he's you know, trying to be optimistic, but also. Um, push down the past and not uh, it's a different it's the difference between uh, like facing your past and accepting it and trying to ignore it which is like a weird concept because you're like well, when you what's facing versus ignoring like what how do, how do you accept a thing and I think they do a good visual representation of facing versus running away here when we get to visual and sound um, and uh, reality takes a harder it's harder to get on board with what she's doing and how she's re behaving until I, I think Nicole and I harp on it the most, the, the twist happens. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I understand why they're both 
the way they are. Because I thought at one point it was going to be like a shining kind of. Tw- I thought the twist. I figured there was a twist coming. I thought it was going to be like a shining kind of twist where um, the the creature in the wall is telling Rael not to trust her husband, and I thought the husband was going to go crazy and kill her or something. Like he he really mm-hmm. was the bad guy. But no, it is the creature in the walls who's kind of trying to turn them against one another so that it can climb into Ball's and hands. And be resolved. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, yeah. Get re- either, well, suck up Ball's soul, I think is what that the witch wants. But obviously that, that's a, a representation of, of things. Um, and then, yeah, you know, small other characters. Like, the, I, th- I thought the guy who helped, who helps them, tries to help them anyway. Mark is fine. A um, couple gets small parts, like when uh, when Rial's is like getting lost in like the maze kind of part, and she mm-hmm. runs into those kids who who kind of hassle her and give her a hard time. Well, small little character moments like that help build the main two characters up. Uh, when he's singing in the bar, trying to fit in, uh, these are all just like small little moments that mm-hmm. you know in a ninety minute movie, I think flesh out and make the our two leads three dimensional. I appreciate that. I thought both performances were solid. I'm at a four. Um, and these visual and sound. I think there's some cool stuff to talk about here. Jess, what do you got for that? Uh, I went, you say visual and sound. I don't know why, but I don't think about the monsters first. I just think about that awful wall that he tore apart. <laughs> um, I, I think that's, they just made it so dirty looking and just disgusting. Um, you can really just see like possums or rats just like running in and out of there. Cockroach pizza. Um, yeah, exactly. When I saw that, I was like, I don't, I already smelled what the house like smelled like when I saw that pizza. Uh, like yeah. it, it is really embarrassing how like you know they can give these refugees a home. And be like, oh, here it is. Not even bothering to you know at least get a mop or a broom or just some clean it they up gave a little a sponge. bit. It, that was the, that's the extent of their uh, of their uh, cleaning products. Yeah, it is. It is sad. Um, but him hammering away at that wall and ripping the wallpaper off and like looking inside the holes and stuff I that part was just uh I don't know why they focus so much on it just they they want you to see how grotesque it was and it did work okay aside from the wall I guess the monsters obviously are the aside second from the biggest, wall <laughs> <laughs> the second biggest visual um the monster that surprised me the most was that like the one that looked like a mummy like the, the white mummy thing like I thought they were going to give, I don't know, a more elaborate monster, but it really was like something you'd see in Scooby-Doo and they lift and they like unravel and like, oh, it's just like this this teenager. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is played by Javier Lopez, that, that, uh, uh, character and he has Marfan syndrome, which is what gives him that like uh, like the lanky rib uh, in- appearance. And he is also played Mama in the movie Mama, Slender Man in the movie Slender Man, and the Mummy in the Mummy. So, okay. there you go. so oh I guess you're, you're right on, Jess. <laughs> I I don't know, like just the way that the movie was going and the, the things I saw on the wall. When this big, white, lanky, mummy-looking thing came out, and I was like, that, that was it? I thought it was going to be... I, don't, I mean, I didn't have anything in my mind of what it was going to be, but I was just so surprised that that was the figure. Like, um, what is what is it? In uh, Stranger Things, what are those things called? That, yeah, like, that's been a big theme in movies. I thought it would be something like that. But no, they're doing old-school mummy. Um, so, <laughs> old-school mummy. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. Um 
other visuals. The next thing I think about is like the trash everywhere, like in the on the lawn, all over the city, in the house. Like it, it just made me want to clean it up. Like I would just spend <laughs> one day just dedicated to trash picking, um, and then get the cat lady to to help me because she did, she didn't have any value or something that she could at least help pick up the trash. Oh, she wasn't gonna help them. She was. And there's so many visuals here. Other things are like. Um, they're the country where they're from, like just watching the transition of them moving like on the bus. That was, that was a really hard part and seeing how their country was at war and then coming over here to what, um, they moved into. There's just so much good to talk about. I think the visuals, despite the mummy thing, I am still going to give it a five because there's so many good things about it. <laughs> other than the mummy, the, the, the otherwise it's a uh, original, um, Nicole. <laughs> I I agree with the wall. Like it's so it's a representation <laughs> of like the shithole that they came from to the shithole that they're at now. Like it, they just they they just moved from one awful place to another for a different reason. And the fact that the creatures are obviously more dedicated to to attacking bull rather than than real you can totally see that she's like sitting in the room and they're not really pestering her as much because she's not the one that has done this awful deed so for them to it's just chaos when he's there and it's a little more calm when she's there like the like that subtle little apple roll when she was sitting on the floor like nobody mm. was coming to attack her but they wanted that they wanted her to know that they were there so i like the contrast i don't know how i quite feel about these a lot of visuals of water scenes and drowning and standing yeah. on a little little platform and you're and water is surrounding you and and ghosts are are climbing out of the water and and attacking and i guess they're just representing like that tragedy that happened in the in the water when they were coming over I don't quite know if there was more to what water represents than what I'm getting from it, but um, I thought that they used it a little too much, actually. The other thing that I really think was weird is the look of the monsters, too, because they chose... They have the daughter who is dressed in the traditional clothing that she was in, and all the other people look like like goblins or something it was really strange i didn't like i didn't like what they looked like either um but i don't really know i don't really remember much of the of the sound of the music or anything either but i never do so that's that, that's nothing against this the was movie. a fairly <laughs> a fairly silent movie other than the musical stings when a when a jump scare is coming other than that i don't think they used a lot of sound stuff although there are a couple of things that i'll point out but yeah it's not a sound yeah. movie yeah, it was it was fine. I, I think that there are strong points, but I don't think it's the strongest point until we talk about the scene that really gets this movie kicked into high gear of when we understand why this is all happening and understanding why these ghosts are after this guy uh, trying to kill him. It, there's a, sorry to keep I, I just I just there's, there's so much to talk about, Jess, <laughs> like. <laughs> This is the one scene where he, where Bull gets so fed up with the ghosts and he's like, we need to destroy everything that we brought with us. And he rips mm -hmm. the necklace off of her and throws the doll in there, uh, in the fire. And the next scene is 
the wall has the has the um necklace and it throws it back out at her you know what that wall gave me it gave me mother vibes like in mother where she puts her hands <laughs> up to it and she can feel the heartbeat of the house oh yeah very similar to that there but instead of a heartbeat it's eyeballs like looking back at you <laughs> um so i i i'm mixed on it but i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a three five i think uh yeah, so I have a wall thing too. It's funny. Um, the wall part where he go, he's already had the first encounter with the the creature in the wall, but then the second time he's, he walks downstairs and he looks in the room, and then that one piece of wallpaper just peels down. I'm just like, oh fuck! <laughs> like, come on, man! <laughs> like, and like, then I, I, was, I, he goes back in, and it was fixed. Yeah, Completely. and then he, he and then he's the one who goes and tears the whole thing out when he's pulling the rope yeah. through the wall and all that's a good all that's good tension building and uh, again like jump scares aren't my favorite but when they make the jump scares fit the larger theme and like I I, I give points for that like he's pulling the rope and all of a sudden it becomes wet and it becomes covered in seaweed and the monsters I might not like the design a ton on the final the final creature um, and it's not super consistent other than the daughter uh, who's got the mask on. Everyone else doesn't, they don't all look like the same kind of zombie or... No, they don't. It's, I don't know what they were going for with that or if that was a, on purpose or they, I don't, I don't really understand all the creature designs. Um, but I, as far as like the larger thing of when like that one scene where he's eating at the table and it back, it backs out and he's by himself and it's in the water at the one you were talking about. I like that kind of stuff in contrast to the end when we have all the people in the house in a different context because the begin like as we go throughout the story more and more people and creatures and things get in the house and like attack mostly ball and even they don't attack uh, real but like you pointed out then that one scene we were watching where she's just sitting on the couch and like looks behind her and there's three holes in the walls and there's just these three got like demon creatures looking at her oh, and then she just turns creepy. back and she just turns back like eh, what like yeah they're here like they, they're, they're treating them differently for sure mm-hmm. um but at the end we're gonna get when we get to the end resolution and uh, there are still a bunch of people in the house, but it's portrayed very differently based on you know the 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 climax of the movie and the mm-hmm. reveal. Um, and then uh, the one sound thing, which will tie into the reveal that we get, is a lot of the whispering in the house as we go is the little daughter screaming "Mama!" like different times escalating, mm-hmm. and that culminates when we get our kind of reveal. I, I, I'll cut that part here and say I'll give the visual and sound like a four. I think it's. Pretty, this is a pretty consistently four, like above average to, to very good movie. Um, but when we get the part where she jumps out the window to try to escape after Ball tries to trap her in the house, it's our full flashback where she's back in South Sudan. Uh, she sees all the women that she knew in the room and she's trying to talk to them about her daughter. And they're like, "You what, what are you talking about? What daughter? And then she falls out of the cabinet and we see they've all been slain in the room because it's a war-torn country and you, you live in your regular life. Like Ball says, he was a banker there. You're like, you're a banker and then you come home one day and your entire village has been shot up by by an enemy tribe. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, so they're all now refugees. They're fleeing to the van and the van's packed to get them there. Uh, and uh, Rial's on the bus, Ball is not, and... The woman's like, you can't, no more people get on, only children. And Ball grabs a little girl and gets on and, and, and says, I have a kid. You, like, let me on. 
And we hear, and he gets on with the kid, and then we hear the real mom chasing the van, screaming for her child, while the little girl screaming, Mama, Mama. And then we get cut back to where we came into the story, where they're in the back of the truck. Uh, Real is promising she'll protect her. Then we cut back to the uh, the um, ocean scene where the boat gets hit and we lose a bunch of people, including her. And that's part of the that's the that's why Bull's a thief. That's why he's got this thing come after him. He stole he stole a key, abducted a kid so that he could save that's his so own haunting. skin. That's uh-huh. really that's really fucked up. Like I and that the, the whole time I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know what was going to be. I did not I, see that coming either. I, I was going, oh my. God. Oh, like audibly for several minutes. I was like, oh, I can't believe that you did this ball. Like, how could. And so that's when we get to our end. Once we know the final thing, we get to the end confrontation. Um, and I wasn't sure it was going to go down. Are they going to kill one another? Is Ball going to stay selfish and try to p- p- push his demons down? But he decides to let the demon in by cutting his own skin. And I guess that invites the demon in so that the demon can do what it's going to do. Or the, the, the Night Witch. Uh, and the Night Witch is climbing into his hand and going to get him. And then uh, Rial, instead of... I guess she's about to get the girl back because we see like these interesting shots where she's like holding her hand around a corner, but we don't see her. Instead of instead of choosing to let the demon take over Ball, she kills the guy, the demon creature, cuts its throat. Okay, uh, and then we cut to a, sometime in the future. They fixed up the holes on the walls, and it still looks kind of crappy, but they definitely cleaned the place up some. They both look better. They look rested and like you know like, like they've adjusted better. Um, they tell, uh, the, the Matt asks if, uh, they, they took care of that witch problem and she's yeah. like, <laughs> Ball's just like, yes, Rihal killed it for me. It was very, it was, he's like, oh, you crazy. I mean, you, what, what else are you going to say? Just I know. He's truth. like, uh, you crazy refugees, you guys. And then he goes back to the man. <laughs> and then we get the final shots of the movie where they're standing in the house and it's still, to their perspective, it's still completely full of, all these other people who have died, all these other uh, people from their village, people who died on the trek over, all these other refugees, and they're no longer monsters or zombies. They're just standing there in the room with them, uh, and we, we cut out with just the two of them from, you know, I guess a non-refugee perspective. And that is that is our uh, our interest, interesting conclusion to this that mm-hmm. I was not I did not see coming. So, what do you guys think of this, uh, Nicole? Yeah, there are a lot of twists and turns at the end of this, and it's like building up and building up, and thankful that they did something so extreme to to keep our interest, I guess. It could, it could have gotten to the point of, I don't want to say boring, but non-adventurous, I guess, but the fact that they gave us that horrible jab and was like, Oh, by the way, Ball is a thief. He fucking stole a child uh, to save his ass. Um, is like disturbing, and then it puts the re- puts the beginning of the movie in a totally different perspective. You like have to run your your mind back and be like, do I feel as bad for him as I do because of these ghosts like haunting him, or do I feel like mm-hmm. he deserves it? Do I want Rial to go and be by herself because of this horrible thing her husband did? But who knows what people f- would be feeling in that moment. Like I can't, I can't ever put an opinion on it because I'm not in that situation, life or death situation like that. So uh, it's really something to think about and it's hard to think about, but I'm sure that this happens all the time. The The ending 
ending. I, I don't even want to talk about the mummy thing because it just it's weird. I don't I, I don't like that part. Um <laughs> the the part at the end where they're looking at the house and they see all the people that have passed away and there it's it's daytime and these people look normal. It just shows exactly what she was talking about, how, you know, things stay with you and, and people stay with you. They're not trying to kill them anymore, but the people that were hurt will always be around you. And that's, you know, kind of the whole thing that the witch wanted to do to, to Ball to try to um, get justice pretty much for the, for what he did. Um, so I liked I liked the, the ending ending quite a bit. I thought it was interesting to to see that. Wow, this movie was it was really, really good. Um, I was not expecting to like it this much. Uh, it just adds that little bit of quirkiness too, with like the maze that she's walking through and mm-hmm. being in a totally different country and trying to establish yourself. Meanwhile, you got this fucking witch in your house. Like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it a 4.5 for the residency feel. What do you got, Chess? Yeah, the, the plot twist is what got me the most. I did not see that coming. Just because the entire movie, like, she spoke to the doctor and she was like, oh, my daughter. And then they just kept speaking like they were grieving her as her daughter and not as someone that they stole. Mm-hmm. The big moment for, for, I think, Nicole and I was when the boss says, we can finally start a family, like, a couple minutes before the reveal came. So I'm like, oh, that's a weird way to phrase that since your oh, daughter yeah. just died. And then it becomes more clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's what got me. But my end question is, like, do they actually get Naya back as a person, or is she just like as it goes, kind of floating around the house? The the second one. I, don't, I mean, she's not alive at the end. It's just the two of them. I don't think she came. I don't know came if it really was a trade off. Like, if you know, you can get her back if you sacrifice me. I think I think that was the implication was that if he ball sacrificed himself. She, he the, the the girl would come back but you know again you're also trusting a night witch so i don't know if the night witch is really I gonna think, hold, uphold the bargain um i think it might be that her spirit will come back to real and be there with her in spirit you know if they kill ball but i think that Rial has some some moment of i don't know if it's like clarity or a change of heart or something and that's why she kills the the witch because she does she knows she's not going to get her back physically um and the, the fact of the matter is she, you know that's not her daughter and i don't know if she has that necklace around as like a symbol of her freedom they use this child to get to become safe like they need to have that respect for that child because that's the only way that they're they're both here um so i think that she just keeps that burden on herself like this this baby is the only reason that i'm here i need to keep her her alive in spirit pretty much yeah no i i agree with nicole it it is it's a hard burden to have and especially when like the daughter keeps haunting you like is she mad at you or does she like understand it's it's kind of hard to know like what her Mm -hmm. point of view is if she's just there and you can't really like talk to her or is she just going to say, like, mama, mama the whole time? Like, she she just wants her real mom. Well, I think that's the end. The end is so – and I don't love the, the – the, the part of the gory ghost house part that doesn't quite work for me is there – are they really there or are they not really there? Because they kind of play with it both ways. They say, like, you can't hurt me, you can't touch me. But when the people get there, they see this giant hole in the ground where the witch came from. And, like, I, like it's, it's hard to tell, like, if it – and they literally – 
cut its throat. Like there isn't like some mystical way to defeat it. So it makes it seem physical. But at the same time, I understood that all the other things there are completely like ghosts as in like in their head, only they can see them kind of thing. And the difference between. Well, it seems like like the physical people, like she could, she held the daughter's hand. It wasn't like she held her own fist. Like it seems like the people you can like touch and feel, but when they like try to, transport you to the ocean that's when well that's what's confusing (laughs) that's what's confusing to me is like sometimes they can physically affect the environment and other times they can't which makes i'm I'm a kind of a i like rules in my horror movie like i like understanding defining this is what ghosts can do this is what they can't do i don't and if i had to criticize this for anything it's that i don't think it sticks to that very well and that makes me almost like otherwise very good thematic ending a little messy Mm -hmm. yeah no i i can see that from my perspective, I thought the whole plot was so creative. Like, if I was sitting down and I was like, okay, I need to think of a scary movie, like, I probably wouldn't think of this or thought that would execute well. But this was done really well, and the plot twist was done in a way that you couldn't see coming, and it it makes total sense. Um, so I think my resonance feels it's going to be a five. Yeah, so like, of what I haven't talked about about the end here, and that's all the time the creatures are like in the house attacking and haunting him and at the end all of the ghosts are still there but no longer are they zombies come out of the water they are just the people who who are dead and i like that like i think they even say it like you can't shake the ghosts they're a part of you now like you will forever carry the ghosts of all these other people including the girl you abducted like that doesn't go away but you have to kind of like accept that it happened forgive yourself now or uh, Riel has to uh, forgive her husband. I think that's what the choice of her killing the the monster is supposed to represent. Is like she's choosing to let go of what happened, and that's the thing they're mm-hmm. they're they're holding on to their past differently. She wants to go back, which they can't do. Their home is gone. This is their home now, and he wants to forget because he's still a child. <laughs> like <laughs> like you don't want to like, and you know all these other innocent people died and. You also have that survivor's guilt. Like we are the we barely made right. it, and like so many of these other people we knew are all gone now, and we're in this foreign place where it's it's not great living conditions. A lot of people are don't like us being here. It's just a really hard uh, place to be. And then you throw in there's a witch coming for us. It's just, it's a good uh it's a good blend of like actual horror stories of refugees as well as a horror story where there is a monster coming for you. Um, Good blend, good execution, except for some of the rules of how the haunted house works and how the night witch does shit. All of my critiques really center around that not being uh, concrete enough for me to like be like, ah, good. Like this is super satisfying narratively for the story. It's satisfying. And the emotional satisfaction is good. So I'm going to give it a four or five for this. It's actually one what of my did higher Jess things. Give it? I missed it. Oh, Listen, sorry. Go. I gave it a five. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're all pretty high on most of these here, uh, most of these categories. And I think it's probably pretty obvious where we're all going to land, but uh, Jess, you recommending his house? Yeah. I'll probably text Ian and tell him to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you like it? I, I think he would. He he does like scary stuff. Simpler movie wise, anyway. Uh, Nicole, um, yeah, I like the direction that this movie took. I like the plot. It was different. I think that it's uh, refreshing. Yes, yeah, refreshing is a good way to say it. I, I like uh, we we Nicole and I recently watched uh, Lights Out, another horror movie that I really liked. I just like when uh, it takes it spins things and makes them unique. Doesn't seem like the same old 
um, tight execution. Uh, big ideas, uh, especially. It's this not one. the same white family with a boy and a girl children, and their yes. house is haunted, and yes. they have to kill a, a priest, a dead priest, or whatever yes. the hell is going on. Always, and yeah, those this are is al- much more unique. Those are always <laughs> just so sort of like, oh, there's the ghost, yeah, the ghost of the priest died, and oh, there's yeah. this big mansion, and the groundskeeper. And then the beautiful daughter was murdered before. <laughs> exactly. Like it's the same fucking like four horror stories over and over again. This is a horror story that hasn't been done yet, or if it has, it hasn't come across my plate. And I don't think there's probably very many like this. So, uh, well done. Three recommends for his house. Sounds like it might come up at our end of your discussion as well. So uh, that is that episode there. We're going to stick with 2020 for the rest of the year. Speaking of end of year episodes, we've got uh, the draft show coming up in about a month. And we also have our yeah, top fives and superlatives at the beginning of January, where we go over as much as we can of 2020 that everyone's seen. Uh, and I know it's a pretty mixed bag of what people have actually been able to watch, but if you have anything to recommend to us, we're still taking them and we'll probably get to a lot of them in the first quarter of next year. Films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. email the show at films with the women at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter at films, women pod. Thank you guys for being on for his house. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.